St. Bartholomew's Eve, upon the doorways of the Huguenots, the Chalk of Doom! I had to unmute the mic. Yes, go on. Oh, God. So today... Everybody died in this movie! We watch... Everyone in this movie is dead. Everyone is dead, including the doves and the little puppies and the chickens. Uh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I thought it was going to be a little one, and it wasn't. So that's my summary for this movie. Oh um, my god, what happened? I burped. Oh. I just took a big drink of Coke and then I burped. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Welcome to the movie show. Oh my god. Welcome to episode, f- oh no, number 49. Number 49 on the list. We've broken 50. Yay! In our previous episode... Which is filled with joy and laughter and fun stories and happiness about that which is Fellowship of the Ring. This is the flip side of that with intolerance. Love struggle through the ages. Is that the full title? Love struggle throughout the ages. (laughs) Sorry. From 1916. Clocking in at a whopping three hours and 17 motherfucking minutes. (laughs) There is an explicit tag on this fucking uh-huh. episode. Let's just say that right now. Let's let's talk really briefly about the oh, the Jesus the version Christ. that we who's watched. present in this film. <laughs> that is very and true. Definitely names are not appearing in this film. <laughs> let us let us let us talk about this film. The the movie. No, is... let's not. Let's just we're done. Bye. <laughs> just recommend don't watch it and then move on. Uh, what's next? Watch right it. If you let's can find on. it. Um, the movie is in the public domain. Now, because the movie came out, like Lindsay said, in 1916. It was almost 100 years old. <clears throat> so, yeah, at the time of this recording, it is almost 100 years old. Um, the There's four different main versions of the movie that's out there. The version we watched is the version, if you go on Wikipedia, you'll see it. It's the Kino version. It's the version that, because it was transferred at a slower frame rate, it is actually almost 20 minutes longer. Yeah, because Jeff announced me it's 3 hours and 17 minutes long. If you look at an IMDb, IMDb clocks it at 2 hours and 43 minutes long, so it is a half an hour longer. Yeah, it's a half hour longer. So what we did to compensate... <laughs> because si- it's a silent film. It's a silent it's a film. silent film. We watched it at, we watched it at two times mm. the speed. Well, With no the, discernible like music cues to like let you know what's happening. Right, right. Because it's, it's, it's just a, a score. It's a silent film. It's a score that kind of fit to the film but wasn't really fit um it actually was a synth orchestral score by uh uh joseph turin turin or whatever his name is Mm -hmm. so it's it wasn't even like a real orchestra it was basically a guy with a midi keyboard so and that was the whole score so we watched it at two times the speed so it was closer to the normal frame rate which plot made it come into being closer to the actual length of the film so it wasn't it wasn't for anything else it was just because this was the only version i could find and holy crap which jeff found like almost a year we've had this for a while yeah we were worried we weren't going to be able to find it yeah i this was actually i'm pretty sure this is like a 720 rip of this movie oh my god because it's a public domain i downloaded this movie guys i don't care it's a public domain because i don't care about public domain movies you know, so it was some quote unquote high def rip of this film and mm, 
Would you recommend it? <laughs> no. Not on no. anyone's. Unless you are a die-hard <sighs> film buff, don't do it. If you are like us, where you are watching every film on this list just to say, I, I have, have watched every enti- list of If it. one of those like lists that pops up says, I bet you've only seen four of the movies on this list, fuck you, bitch. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. That's the only... <laughs> That's the only reason to watch this movie from beginning to end, in my strong and humble opinion. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography in the movie is very well done. For a 1916 movie, the camera moves a lot. A lot more than movies normally did back then. So give them credit. It, it, it This cinematography is very well done. But at the same time, that, in my opinion, does not save it. From the fact that it is an over three hour long story about love in four different time periods. Um, I may have to correct you on something you told me earlier. What what? About how that what happened when the actor died? Yeah. He didn't it wasn't after this movie. He did like No no no, it was four years after. Oh, okay. I thought you said it was right after. No, 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 it was four years later. Gotcha. Never mind. We were making the fact that basically, as we said in the beginning, everybody in this movie is more than likely dead. And I was going through the cast list. And I think the person who lived the longest was one of the char- one of the actors that lived to, to 1993 when she was 99 years old. But everybody in this film's gone. So anyways, kind of off topic. Lindsay, do your normal opening shtick, your summary and all that fun stuff. The stuff to get everybody su- happy again. A surprising 8.1 out of 10. And okay, here's the thing. I understand that the shit they did in this movie for the time period is astounding. Yes, yes. But we are both story, on, we are both agreeing we're both with that. We're both on and I I understand why it's on the list. Yes, I, I do understand, too. but story-wise, why? Yeah. It's really hard it, it's so hard to do silent films for me. It has nothing to do with the reading cuz I had a good time narrating it yeah, for we the were first narrating it. hour and a half of the movie that yeah. I got then I lost track of it and I got bored. But it's just like why? Well, and I think the problem with, like, I think the thing that this one suffers from is that we were paying attention. We were. And I, I got was lost. The, until the last half hour. I got lost in it what? because, one, because it jumps around A lot. So and much. we were trying to figure out, like, because the colors represent certain things. Because it's in black and white, but they put color filters on everything. So that way you so, can... So, like, France is green. Jerusalem was pink, blue. Jerusalem was blue, uh, Babylon pre- was orange, was and present day with tan. Right, right. And then pink magenta had to do with intolerance, I think. Yeah. The scenes of quote-unquote intolerance were pink. Were pink. So that was the, the common thread amongst all yeah. uh, the time frames. But, I mean, even with the colorization, or like, to, to kind of to help, like, differentiate what time frame you're in, it was still hard to follow the movie. I, I, I kept getting lost as to where we were, what's going on, what is this, where are we at now? Like, again, even paying attention, and you eventually got it based upon just the actors you were seeing in the scenes, but some of them started looking the same, and I swore that they were the same people, like, the same actors and stuff. They weren't, but it kind of felt that way. So it just, I don't know. So, the summary is, the story of a poor young woman separated by prejudice from her husband and baby is interwoven with tales of intolerance from throughout history. Directed by D.W. Griffith, written by Hetty Gray Baker and others. There is no one you would know in this movie unless you know who Lillian Gish is, and even then, she's only the woman who rocks the cradle. 
And she's the one that I think that lived to be in nineteen in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, because she was in Night of the Hunter. So she's she she actually which is from nineteen fifty five with um Robert Mitchum. God, that movie's fucking creepy. If people ever get a chance to watch it, so she's and she's in Birth of a Nation. One of the few, probably one of the few actor or actresses from this film that and actually survived. And she acted up until nineteen eighty seven. So she survived the switching over to talkies. Yeah, she did. And that's really only she was on the Love Boat. <laughs> really? Yep. And the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Huh. So she actually survived. She she yep. had her she she did well enough in her career to to keep going and and you know all the power to her. That's great that she actually kept going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would agree. She's probably the only one that she would ever. And recognize. she was very pretty. She was, or wasn't. Was. Oh yeah, she was very pretty. Pretty pretty. Mm-hmm. What is your summary, Lindsay? Those aren't even sentences. <laughs> Say that a little louder. <laughs> Those aren't even sentences. Also, alternate summary, fuck you movie. <laughs> Both very acceptable. <laughs> the Like, it said the end. And I went, fuck you movie. <laughs> mm. Don't put fuck you movie on the website. People might Google my name and find it. I have... And see you saying fuck you movie? Yeah. Oh, come just on. Te- no, future teaching jobs. Don't no. put fuck you movie. Yeah. People whatever. will know it if they listen to it. I know. All right. It's like we well, don't put pictures of me drinking on the internet. Yes, we'll tag pictures of me drinking on the internet. We don't tag pictures of you. All right. Well, let's move on to my section of the podcast because obviously there's no Metascore. No. Right. There was no, uh, there was no, uh, Roger Ebert did not, uh, rate this movie he rated uh uh the birth of a nation which was the dw griffith film prior to this one that was very successful but uh this one not so much so let's um let me move on to uh technology award and technologies oh sorry there's a review on imdb i'm looking through the user reviews this deserves a 10 for technical merit and a three for watchability today there you go and i will agree with that person because yes, technical it merit. is very old fashioned, almost to the point where it the story itself, I mean, does still hold relevance, but the way it's told just isn't gonna work. Right. Well and no one's gonna be rebooting intolerance. You could reboot it. Ugh, please don't. But what you would do Hollywood, is... Hollywood, don't do it. The story would be completely different. You wouldn't tell... Well, no, you would tell the same story, but I think there's different ways to get the same point across in the story. That would be more engaging to a modern audience. But guess what? You don't need three hours to tell the story. No. You can tell the story with all four worlds, all four, all four different time frames. You could tell it in a two-hour film. Yeah. You could easily and have it intercut between it. It'd just be faster, be a little quicker. You could tell the same story. You really, really could. Yeah. So I would, I would say you could reboot the film. Just it's not going to be the same movie. Please no. do not remake this movie like this Please again. Please don't. Oh no! All right. So awards of technology. My awards for this film: the nineteen sixteen silent film won award. <laughs> It's entered, take... in, it's entered in the National Film Registry. Yes, it is. Great. 1989. Great. The public domain film is in the National Film Registry. I don't know how that works. Yeah, okay. So, because, again, I couldn't find a good copy of this film. This was the like the, the, the one that was in the public domain, this crummy print, was the only one that I could find of it. Granted, though, again, there was... Uh, 
there's a uh, uh, in 1989 the film was given a formal restoration. So when it was entered into the pub, or into the the uh, National Film Registry, they did do a f- full blown restoration on it. But uh, that's the one that's uh, only on VHS. It was only released on VHS. It's never been released on DVD, Blu-ray, nothing. Test and that one. Need. No, sorry. The way I flap my head around. A little bit. It was uh, that's the version that was the 177 minutes long version, not the. That's uh, the worst. That's the. Uh, this movie was on for 20 minutes, and I went, "This is the literal worst." <laughs> long movie. <clears throat> and as for technology, there's not a whole lot when it comes to technology. I've already talked about camera usage and film speed and all that fun stuff for uh, a lot of the Charlie Chaplin films, but this one. The set for the Babylon set, which I know you've got some stuff going on. You got some. You probably have some trivia. You said you had a yeah, lot of stuff about. Yeah, there's a lot of trivia. <clears throat> so we'll mention some it. Of it. I say we'll mention it. If you don't mention it, we'll talk a little bit about it. But basically, they built the Babylon set, which, if anybody's ever played Ellie Noir, there's a whole story arc. Oh, or there's don't a, let me play it. There's a there's not a story arc. There's a couple. There's a mission that takes you to the Intolerance set in LA because what they did is they built the set and they let it sit for four years before they finally tore it down in 1919 uh, because it was a fire hazard. Right. So this set stood up there. It stood for ages for four years after they built it. And this set was massively epic. It was huge. Like you see it in the movie. It's not a model. They actually built it. Yes, they did. You see the tiny little people on this set and you realize the the massive Those are actual tiny little people. Yes, they're all real people. Foot tall people that they found in the shores off of Guam. Uh, (laughs) That's not what you meant, was it? No. Okay. No. All right, Lindsay. Well, it's your turn. Go on. That's all Uh, I have for awards and technology. There was okay. Let's go. Do on the trip. Let's do this. We'll we'll blow through my stuff and we'll. We actually have some inflation nation. We do. We have inflation nation for this episode. I actually have more inflation nation for you in the trivia. So I'll get my iPad. Go ahead. All right, Jenkins and his foundation are modeled after John D. Rockefeller and his own foundation. The massacre of workers at the beginning of the movie is modeled after the Ludlow Massacre of 1914 in which Rockefeller was involved. This is probably one of the most interesting trivia facts of the whole movie right here. D.W. Griffith invented false eyelashes for this film in 1916 because he wanted Cena Owens, who who plays... The Princess Beloved in the film's Babylonian segment, which has her actual name printed here, but I'm pretty sure we never actually saw it in the movie, but I could be wrong. With lashes luxurious enough to brush her cheeks when she blinked. In collaboration with a wig maker who did the actual fabricating, the solution Griffin is credited with... Two. (laughs) ...was involved weaving human hair through a fine strip of gauze, creating false eyelashes. For those of you who are gentlemen and are not aware what false eyelashes are, they're Me. essentially, it's a it's a, a strip. Yeah. And then essentially what looks like if you were to take your whole, if you took your eyelashes, this is disgusting, it would look like if you peeled your eyelashes off in one strip. In one it's strip. like curved like your eyelid. Because it's going to have like adhesive or something you that attaches. You take glue and put it on your lashes right here, like at the top of your eyelashes, and then you set the fake eyelashes, like, so they kind of like meld with your real eyelashes and so it makes them super long anytime you see a woman in a mascara commercial yeah. she is wearing fake eyelashes women are weird <laughs> i have worn them they suck I, I understand why but it's weird i once wore metallic like tinsel fake eyelashes they were like 
like, <laughs> not metal, but you know, that like stiff, like tree garland, yeah. like on my eyelashes for homecoming in high school. It tickled <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it tickled. Um, yeah. The inspiration for this film came to D.W. Griffith's surprise at the loud protest against his previous film, The Birth of a Nation, 1915. In response to those attacks, he wanted to illustrate the problem with intolerance to other people's views. I think I would have rather watched Birth of a Nation. Is that not on this list? No, I don't think so. Why did this... Well, no, again, we know why this one yeah. did it and that other one didn't. This one made the list. Okay, yeah, let's just say it. This one made the list strictly from a technical standpoint. Yeah. Because it was the first epically long film of basically Hollywood, more or less. Well, I think it was all because of the sets and everything. Yeah, the sets, the technology that they did for it, what they did, the history behind it. Like, that's the reason why. The amount of money that went into it. Mm-hmm. That Babylonian orgy sequence alone cost $200,000. I, I almost said $20,000. $200,000 when it was shot. That's nearly twice the overall budget of Birth of the Nation... And at the time, the record holder for the most expensive picture ever made. Which, by the way, that scene alone cost $4.1 million. Which, to me, I don't know where the hell the money went for that scene. Unless they're counting the fact that they built the Babylon set as part of that $200,000. That's the only thing I can think of. You know? Mm-hmm. That's 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 all I can think Because I don't know where the hell that money went. Because that, that orgy scene lasts like... Two minutes in the whole movie, if that. So it had to have been including the set, the giant Babylon set, which if you guys go onto the website, there's a picture of. Uh, it's also, there's another picture on there we'll talk about later. So continue. On the 9th of November 2001, the newly built Kodak Theater Complex at Hollywood Boulevard in Highland had its grand opening. It is the new permanent home of the Academy, annual Academy Awards event and began with the 74th annual Academy Awards on March 24th, 2002. Be about right. Why are they so late in 2002? What was the year? 2002. Why yeah. were they in late March, not late February? Well, they were the beginning of March this year, March 2nd. I know. Year. They're normally the end of February, beginning so, of March. 2002. Ooh, 9/11? They delayed it for 9 11. Okay. That is right. They did do that. I thought they canceled it for 9 11. No, they didn't cancel it. They, they wouldn't have canceled it. it. It was enough time. They must have just delayed it. Uh, the tall archway standing in the Babylon court of the complex is copied from designs from this film, as there are, as are the elephant statues, each of which weighing 33,500 pounds. And a picture, compare, or not comparing, but a picture of the Hollywood Highlands complex uh, nowadays with the arch and the elephants is on the website as well, right underneath the picture of the set from the Babylon. I've actually been to the, Ho- the Hollywood Highland Complex numerous times. Never realized that's why they designed it the way they did. I'm like, oh, so they just went with some Egyptian theme. Nope. Like, that's all I thought. I'm like, okay, it's Hollywood. Never actually realizing that's what they designed it off of. So I'm going to go back. Um, the extras in the Babylon scene were supposedly paid $2 a day per person. And... An astronomically generous sum at the time. They were also given a box lunch and had temporary latrine facilities built for them. That is $42 a day. There you go. The massive life-size set of the Great Wall of Babylon, seen in the fourth story, was placed at the corner of Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California, when the movie was completed. It became a notable landmark for many years during Hollywood's golden era. It actually stood on... the lot of a, of the studio on Prospect Avenue near Sunset and Hollywood Junction Boulevard Junctions in the eastern end of the city. It was the first such exterior set ever built in Hollywood. 
Falling into disrepair, it was eventually torn down. Years later, the same Babylon set was replicated as a central courtyard designed for the new Hollywood and Highland Complex in Hollywood opened in 2001, which is a trivia fact I just read. It's located at 4500 Sunset Boulevard for anybody who wants to go visit it. The set stood derelict. I can derelict my own balls. Uh, <laughs> and crumbling for nearly four years until it was finally taken down in 1919. Yep. And by then it had fallen apart enough for it to be dismantled at a sufficiently low cost. Which in the game for L.A. Noir, again, if you played it, you go to it while it's under disrepair and it starts falling apart. Actually, I think you set it on fire, if I recall correctly. Nice. I think it accidentally gets set on fire and it burns down. D.W. Griffith's penchant for revising and recutting his films has cut the loss of several scenes from this and other films, has caused the loss of several scenes from this and other films. Some still frames of the scenes, although badly damaged, do at least survive. The prison chaplain in the modern scenes is played by a real priest. Um, D.W. Griffith invested more than two million on the film. An unprecedented amount of money at the time. Intolerance never even came close to earning back its budget. Audiences in 1916 were completely unused to seeing films which ran in excess of three hours. And even when it was recut and released as two separate films, The Fall of Babylon and The Mother and the Law, it still failed to make money. $41 million is what he invested himself into the film. This is new to the list. This was ranked in 2007 at number 49 for the first time. Got it. Um... During the late 1910s, this film was a huge hit in the Soviet Union. However, D.W. Griffith never realized any financial gains since the copies being shown were pirated and distributed without his consent. Awesome. In Soviet Russia. <laughs> Tolerance, watch you. You. <laughs> uh... Oh, so they're giving us crap nowadays about pirating movies mm-hmm. when they were pirating this film 100 years ago? The walls of the Babylon set were 300 feet high, so about 25 stories. It's just not, and it, you can see that it's huge. They are huge. However, assistant director Joseph Hanaberry said that the walls, which were made of lather and plaster with a lumber frame, were only a hundred feet high, as three hundred foot walls of that material would have blown over in a light wind. In all fairness, though, it's impressive how how they shot it because. That camera had been awful high in the air. In fact, even at 100 feet high, the walls were guyed with steel cables because a fairly stiff breeze would have blown them down. <laughs> well, because that's also back when there wasn't much of Hollywood there. It was still just orange fields and stuff. Like, it was it was a big open area. There would have wind would have gusted through it. Nowadays, it's all the buildings and stuff, and they would have blocked something, but... And our last trivia fact. Howard Gay, an English actor who played Jesus Christ, got involved in a sex scandal involving a 14-year-old girl and was deported back to England. And because of the scandal, his name was removed from prints of the film at the time. That's so weird. Trivia. Trivia. (laughs) All right. God. It's going to be a short episode. It will be a short episode. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'm sure our previous episode was long enough for you. I'll make up for it. Um, so the, I, we kind of, we, I was kind of doing Inflation Nation while we were reading your trivia, but there is one Inflation Nation fact that we do not cover, so we'll move on to Inflation, inflation Nation. Nation. Yeah! Alright, so Inflation Nation, again, which I was very, very surprised there was anything. I wasn't expecting there to be any, and I kind of but stumbled there on that So, alright, so the maid worked at the house in the beginning for $2.75 a day, which comes out to fifty seven seventy four. That was Inflation Nation. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to stuff and things with Jeff. 
I have a lot. So hunker down. This is going to be fun. I yeah, this is good. This is the best part of the whole movie. Oh my goodness. I have 14 things for inflation, or sorry, for stuffing things with Jeff this week. Number one, we already kind of talked about present day is beige slash pink. Jerusalem was blue. France was green. And Babylon was orange slash purple. Number two, the film was more than a film. It's a history lesson mixed with a dictionary. It is, because they kept defining things. Number three, Charles IX had a fanny pack with puppies. True story. He did. He did. (laughs) Fanny pack with two puppies puppies in it. it. Number four, I want to be... He's apparently gay and he carries puppies in his crotch. (laughs) That's what he did. (laughs) Literal thing I said during the movie. Number four, I want to be so rich one day that I can put my tiny desk in the middle of a room that should be (laughs) occupying 20 other desks. And look like a dick. <laughs> Number five. Here's okay. So this this happens. This happens three times in this week's uh, stuff and things with Jeff. We took. I took exact lines from the title cards. <laughs> yep. Okay. So this yep. is one of them. Exact line from the movie. Put away thy perfumes, thy garments of Asinu, the female man. I shall love none but a soldier. This line is said by a woman. This guy is, yeah, it's by a woman. By a woman. The mountain girl. I just got confused. We did pay attention. We did. Number six, there's boobs in this movie? Kind of. (laughs) There was boobs. Number seven, here's another one of those lines. Say, kid, you're going to be my chicken. Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Loved that line so much. (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) All right. Number... (laughs) It It was just... The two love interests between the guy and the... I don't, I don't get it. All right. Um, number eight. Builded. Builded. Not built. Builded. Now, I looked up builded. It is in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It's a dialect for past tense of build. So, Whatever. It's improper but English. But it's like builded. That's... Yeah. I builded this. I builded this for you. <laughs> and then I eat it. <laughs> number nine. Here's another one of those lines. It was required that each man perspire every day. Awesome. True fact. Awesome line. Oh, it's in here. Number 10. <laughs> I heard my phone go. I didn't know where it I was. I know. I was annoyed. Sorry. It's our way to go. Number 10. Sam's fault. <laughs> Number 10. So many dashes. So many dashes. They, How many dashes? So, so many. many. They overuse the dashes in the title cards, I think. Number 11, whiskey is still a good remedy for colds, just by the way. Number 12, the Babylon set is pretty damn impressive. Yes. That was just a general thought. (laughs) Number 13, the chalk of doom. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, 14, my last one. Yep. There's boobs in this movie. Because <laughs> there's boobs in this movie. A guy gets his head chopped off. There's people on fire. And I kill the guy with a mace. And uh, horses and a man <laughs> on fire. And I kill the guy with a trident. Trident. I always get those two confused. All right. Well, that is Stuff in Things with Jeff. And that is all that I have for this movie. Uh, Lindsay, final thoughts regarding intolerance, love's struggle... Throughout the ages. Go! Um, it's okay. Not really. No, I, I understand. Didn't. I understand. I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I understand. The further we get up in this list, 
when I don't like something, I have a feeling I'm going to understand why it's on the list, but I'm not going to like it. But I don't have to like everything on this list. That no. was not a requirement for watching these movies. That's the reason why we decided to do this list is because we figured we'd find movies we don't like at all. So because and that would be... The Last Picture Show. See, and here's the thing. Unforgiven. <sighs> Easy Rider. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, we, we should talk about this real quick. Where do you place this in our list? Because our list of movies that we do not care for are starting to grow a little bit. Oh, no, this isn't even, like, this is a neutral thing for me. I don't hate this movie, but I don't like this movie. So this would be, if you were, if, if it was this, to fall what, on that list, it would be, If you flip-flop Lord of the Rings and this, I feel like it would be the perfect, like, buffer zone between 50 yep. and 40, like, the, the halfway the point halfway the point. list. It would be perfect. Now, the fact that this film is higher than some of the other movies that we've watched that we've liked... D- we can't, I can't. I can't get into that because there's so many movies that should be above this. So where is that on the list? Now, granted, I'm not it was okay. New. Where it's new on the list, I'm sure it has to do with you know the fact that it is almost a hundred years old and is still referenced yeah. and you know whatnot with technology or you know the way it was all the stuff. Words are hard. <laughs> the way it was, you know, and the things all the and the stuff. stuff. I don't understand you. Anymore. That's more or less what the inner title <laughs> things were. Oh, the dialogue. It, not even, okay. For it wasn't a was on dialogue. Oh, the di- No one the, like proofed these and things. The text for the title cards were just And again, I'm sure that's probably how it was back then, but come on. They it's not English. Mm-mm. Those were not English words. It was terrible. No, I okay. So where it's at on the list, it needs to be a hell of a lot lower on the list. AKA, like, I'd have to say, like in the eighties. Yeah. I wouldn't put it at forty nine. I would not put it above half the movies we've mm-hmm. watched so far on this list. Half them again. Yes, technical from a technical standpoint. If you were looking at if this list was made up of films and they were ranked strictly by a technical standpoint, then yes, this movie should actually have been higher on the list because it was 1916 and they built a giant friggin' set and that D.W. Griffith had amazing cinematography and he moved the camera. You didn't do that back then. Like, yes, I will give you that much. It's a technical, just brilliant film. But no, the story is horrible. It needs to be a hell of a lot. If anything, it should be, if anything, it should be at 75 yeah. on the list because that would be an average of an amazingly good technical standpoint and a crappy ass story point. Uh, yeah. So I would put this film at 75 and that's being generous in my opinion. Again, I didn't hate the movie. Just no, exactly. Not a fan of the movie. Not didn't, meh. It's just, it, mm, yes. No, I, and again, coming off of Lord of the Rings... It's but it's hard to compare those two movies. It really is. I don't understand why this is. I understand why it's on the list. I don't understand why it is where it is on the list. Something two thousand seven, right? That's when this yeah. that's when this one came out. So, but see, that's that's not even like it's an anniversary. Because if this came out in two thousand, if like, nineteen sixteen, that's above, ninety years. How is this above? Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? How is this above Shawshank Redemption? How is this above even like All the President's Men or... They have to be taking... Sporadicus or... <laughs> they have to be taking Hell, into Hell, I account. was more entertained by Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. That's true. Another silent film. Another silent film. Yeah. 
that at least had dialogue and plot. Yeah. This was so hard to follow. And again, I agree with what the review on IMDb said. Ten for technical, you know, achievement but three. and feats, but three for storytelling. And as we all know at this point, if the story sucks, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. This is why I've never seen Avatar. Yeah. I don't give a shit how fantastic well, your special effects are. If your story is dumb yep. and not... not uh, Again, watch Fern Gully or Pocahontas. Right. Or <laughs> Granted, I have shitty taste in movies occasionally. I have yeah. a weak spot for crappy like ni- late 90s era romantic comedies. Without fail. But, see, but those are not on this list. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. No, I don't know. It's it's it, this is just one of those movies that it's I will I will if anything if somebody ever asks me about this movie and I will tell them watch find a clip online of just like the Babylon scene see the giant set that he built see that because that's probably the crowning point of the film that is the point in the movie where you see, oh, where all the money went or where all the time went or, you know, what what his... I really feel like that was his tentpole moment in the movie and then they built everything else off of that. You know, like, that's what it feels like to me because it just... I, I don't know. The I yeah, I'm I don't I really do not know at this point. Mm-mm. I am so befuddled by this film. I don't even I can't even put it into words. But I don't know. Check it out if you're if you're doing this list with us and you're watching these movies, watch it, but don't be, you know, don't be pissed at us when when you watch it and you yeah. don't like it either. It's just and again, I, I know there's people out there that are gonna like it, and there's people who are gonna hate us for not liking it, but Sorry, I am. This I is... am recognizing its validity yes. on the list. I yes. am not questioning why it's on the list. I do question why it is where it is on yeah. the list. And if someone can give me an intelligent me argument, answer. an intelligent argument as to why, yeah, I will understand. I mean, whatever. I don't like it, but I don't think it needs. I want to be know. Lit on fire and burned. We'll post. We'll post when this episode goes up. We'll post it on on Facebook, uh, or even just comment on the the link for this episode on the Facebook page. Comment why you think it's on this list. Because I, again, what was the other movie that we did that for? Westerns. Westerns? Why Why Westerns have such an mm-hmm. importance? Which I now understand. Yeah. Especially now that I've seen uh, Fistful of Dollars. Okay, yeah. See, and it, you, we need we need more That's not on the list. I watched it on my own. I, I liked silent films. Again, we've gone over the Charlie Chaplin stuff. I love silent films. But to a certain degree, this is not one of those silent films that I understand or get a kick out of or will ever... No. Ever, ever watch again. Nope. Sorry. I'm not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. But, all right. Well, enough of bad mouthing or enough of sadness and disappointment. What is yeah. the next movie on our list, Lindsay? Rear Window. <gasps> Which I've never seen, so I'm super excited. That movie is brilliant. Uh, oh, I love Rear Window so much. Coming I- in about 40 years after this movie. I will watch, that's true, I will post for Rear Window, I will post the video that I found online that some guy put together for that. Some guy took this whole, like, okay, because do you know anything about Rear Window? Nope. Have you seen anything? Have you seen any footage from it? Oh, I know, like, he, the the, the trope of having your, being incapacitated in some extent and seeing something happen and they did it on The Simpsons. Right. Yeah, that's right. Dark guy, that's right. Um... Yeah, because like he and there's a lot of shots that are looking from his point of view mm-hmm. out his back window. Some guy took all of those shots in the movie, yeah, and c- 
composited the entire alleyway as a single wide shot. Oh yeah, you told me yeah. this. And yeah. then pasted the video clips on and did a whole day to night cycle and like anime. It brilliantly well done. I am so impressed that the guy could do that. I it's really, really did. It's very, very impressive. But uh I so I'm gonna find that video, I'll post it on the website for anybody who hasn't seen it, because it's a really great companion. After you've watched the film, I would heavily recommend watching that video because you understand what you're seeing right. at that point. But uh, but yeah, so well, I look forward to Rear Me Window, Lindsay. Too. That's gonna be exciting. Yes, it is. Yay! Soon. <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Yes. Guess what? The episode's still 36 minutes long. <laughs> I know. Still at normal length. We just bitch more. That's all. All right, Lindsay, do your things. It's all uphill from here, I guess, maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> we are at the 50. We are past 50. We are halfway done with this list. We are. It has got to get better. I don't know about that. It is. Evidence past... is to the contrary sometimes. It gets better, and then it stops. It's like and then it gets a little really plateau, good, and, and then it's, uh... yeah, that's kind of like what it is. It's like, go, go, go. Plateau, plateau. Go, go, go. Plateau, go go like we had that really good string of like yeah. 70s movies for a while and we're kind of plateau except for lord of the rings which is lord of the rings became like this little like bump bump and, and then, then we plateaued for a little, little bit it dipped a little <laughs> now we're back up so. i like kept going up in the air too yes, instead of just doing it like to scale Lindsay was, was actually like, drawing a full-size mountain just now with her hands <laughs> been working with 40 by 40 posters for a while lately good night radio raheem I hope you didn't have to watch this movie in heaven. Please tell me they don't have intolerance in heaven. Granted, all the actors are up there now, yeah. so maybe you had to deal with them. I don't know. Sorry, Radio Rahim. I miss you, buddy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Oh, boy. I hope everybody enjoyed me reading <laughs> one of the quotes for the opening line of this episode, because it's a silent the film. The Chalk of Doom! Mm. <laughs> the Chalk of Doom! <laughs> The Chalk of Doom! There'll now be a comic for that. <laughs> Keep an eye out, everybody. The Chalk of Doom! <laughs> if he makes it, I'll ha- I'll put it on the webpage awesome. so you'll see it. Or the Facebook page so you see it. <laughs> Doom! Doom! <laughs> <laughs>